0: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Gishay, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. Today's episode is with Melissa Wilkins. Melissa is a blogger, speaker, and author of Permission Granted. Today, we're talking about giving yourself permission to be who you actually are without hiding or pushing other people away or apologizing. Melissa, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Blake, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm super excited to talk. We were chatting just a little bit before we started recording. So you wrote a book, Permission Granted, and- Mm -hmm. It's just such a great fit because I was telling you that we talk a pretty fair amount more on my Instagram about here's a permission slip. Here's a permission slip to literally whatever you feel like you don't have permission for. And it's usually more specific than that. But that's basically your everything that's in your book and like what you're using your platform for. So I would love for you to tell us about what brought you to writing Permission Granted and just tell us about the book.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. I think that so many of us are walking around thinking that we have to wait for someone to give us permission mm-hmm. uh, to live our own lives, you know, just to be who we are. Uh, and we don't. Like, the only person you need permission from to be who you really are is you. You already have that permission. Um, and in permission granted, this is really my story of learning to give myself permission to be who I really am. I, um, you know, growing up and then uh, even as an adult, I felt like, um, I always felt like I could see all the things that were expected of me
0: mm.
1: I just couldn't do them you know I could see everyone else's expectations like here's how you're supposed to show up and here's what you should look like and how you should not take up too much space and always be nice mm. and keep that smile on your face and say yes to all the things like of course you can do all those things mm-hmm. um and I just couldn't do it you know I, I had too many opinions to be quiet all the time I have I have too many kids to be quiet all the time <laughs> I have six kids um I, you notice me when I walk into a room <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with my, my entourage. Um, right. <laughs> you know, that's it's we're not quiet. We we take up space. Um and I just felt felt like I could see how I was supposed to be showing up and being a person and I couldn't do it in that way that it seemed like I was supposed to to um to be. And I didn't know what to do with that, right? I can see how I'm supposed to be and I can't do it, and it seems like everybody else can. Um, where does that leave you?
0: Mm. And
1: I was in that space of like, ugh, like, am I just the worst at being a person? Um, and I went to see a girlfriend of mine speak on a stage, and she was going to be, talk- be talking about shame and connection and brokenness. And I was like, yes, I am in. Okay, so maybe she knows how I'm supposed to fix myself, mm. right? Maybe she's going to tell me what's the secret, how do I start doing all the things I'm supposed to be able to do or be okay with myself, Um, you know, not doing them. And so I, I went and I'm sitting in the, in the room with all the other people and she says, you know, we have to stop judging ourselves and each other because you are the way you are for a damn good reason, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's no surprise this is who you are and how mm-hmm. you are. There's, you have a history, you have a personality. There are reasons that you are showing up like this right now. Like mm-hmm. this is where you are and where you are is not necessarily wrong, It just is like, Mm -hmm. this is just where you are today, right now. That's fine. This is you. We see you, right? You're good. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then you get to choose what comes next, right? You get to choose how you show up and and what you're going to grow into and and all of that. Uh, But where you are right now is not wrong. It just, it just is. This is just, this is reality. This is where Mm -hmm. you are. And I heard her saying all those things and I thought, oh, she's so right. You know, we have to stop judging all of you other people in the room. You are all good. You are amazing right where you are. And she keeps talking, and I realize, oh, she thinks she means me. Like she thinks I'm included in that. <laughs> and that did not sound right at all, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody else seems to be meeting expectations, and I'm, I'm not. Um, and so I had to really sit with that and think if, if that's true, right? If I, even I am the way I am for a damn good reason, right? I am this way for a reason. It's okay. Um, what does that mean? for me and for Mm -hmm. my life what does that mean for how i show up in my relationships and in my um, creative work and in the world um because i had not been acting as though that was the case i'd been acting as though i was broken and i was the only one who couldn't get it together Mm -hmm. um and i needed to be you know i had to hide that or fake it until i could figure out how to get it all together Mm -hmm. um and that's just not true. When you can stop all of that, step back and give yourself permission to just be this person that mm-hmm. you were made to be. Mm-hmm. um then everything gets so much simpler. You get to stop pretending, you get to stop uh, feeling you know comparing and feeling bad in comparison to everybody else all the time. Um, and just everything gets so much simpler,
0: yeah. well, and I think what's really interesting is, you know, when you were kind of introducing yourself and you were saying, You know, you know, when I enter a room, I'm loud. I have opinions, all those kinds of things like that. You're basically reading my mail. Uh, That (laughs) is me. That is my life. And you're and you're also like detailing all of the struggles that my 20s held, which was. Feeling like too much, feeling like I couldn't get it together. I couldn't do what the other people could do. But what I've found, and I just more want to say this to make sure that nobody listening feels like they are excluded from the conversation, is that the quote unquote other side of the aisle, the women who it comes more naturally to be more quiet and gentle and servant hearted and all of those things, they struggle with this just as much. They oh, struggle absolutely. just as much with feeling like they have permission to be who they are unapologetically. Yeah. You know, I think absolutely. loud women are trying to apologize for being too loud and and more gentle, you know, women are apologizing for not being enough. And it's just like enough is enough.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's true. And I will say personality wise, I do not always come across as, you know, loud and um, opinionated, but I'm a I, when I walk in there with six kids, it's a big presence, you know? Yeah. And, um, and even if I'm being quite on the outside, on the inside, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You mm-hmm. know, I don't necessarily agree with all those things going on out there or I can't quite measure up. Um, and I think we're all struggling with that on the inside. I think we are all, um, needing to give ourselves permission to be that person, whoever that is, mm-hmm. and bring that out into the world, into all your different relationships into your family relationships and your friend relationships and um, wherever it is that you are in the world.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I love I know that each chapter of the book starts by you giving the reader permission for something permission to mm-hmm. be here now permission to do less. Tell it look like, what were your favorite ones which permission slips were your favorite?
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. So each chapter is a story of me learning to um, live into this in a different area of my life. Um, And so asking which one's my favorite is a little bit like, which embarrassing story do you love love the most? (laughs) Um, But I think, um, you know, one that really jumped out to me is in there, it says permission to turn off the spotlight. And um, I really, struggled with and sometimes still do feeling like um everyone's paying attention to all the weird little things about you Mm. right like i'm sure when i walk into a room they're going to notice if my shoes don't quite match or you know whatever it is um and in the book i talk about we um we live in a beach town and hardly ever take everyone out to the beach because that means i have to keep watching and making sure head count wise the ocean does not eat any of my children the whole time (laughs) we're there it's very stressful yeah um but we were down there one day um and my husband, um, had put on sunscreen all over himself and, um, he burns really quickly in the sun. So he's always like, you know, really on top of the sunscreen and, um, I don't want to touch it cause it's gross. So I, you know, did not. And so he finishes doing his own sunscreen and he's like, Hey, do you want me to put sunscreen on your arms? And I was like, well, um, Hmm, because we're out in the sun, it's a bright, sunshiny day. And I didn't want him to notice my super weird Arm hair, and I was like, if he if he puts the sunscreen on my arms, he's gonna notice like how weird my arm hair is. Um, so I just stood there, and then I was like, but I would get a sunburn, and he's going to put it on me, and I don't have to touch the greasy, disgusting sunscreen. So okay, okay, you know what? Fine, yes, go ahead. You may put the sunscreen on my arms, and he was uh-huh. like, "What is with you, weird lady?" <laughs> um, and, I was and this like, is I your husband. You notice- my husband. I was right. like,
0: "What you to notice the weird arm hair?" And he's like, "What on earth is weird about your arm hair?"
1: I was like, okay, you know what? If we you know, we've been married twenty years now, if he hasn't ever noticed my weird arm hair, probably it's going to be fine. Right. Um, so he just put the sunscreen on, and I did not sunburn. There's nothing actually that weird about it. Just like you know, grows in different directions. Like it's a porcupine in need of a hairbrush. Like it's all going in different directions. It's all just it's fine. It's hair. Like it's whatever. Fine. Um, but the thing is when we're all focused on like these weird little things about ourselves or these things that we think are not quite measuring up or the things that aren't okay, we're going to keep hiding that stuff Mm. and keeping it from the people around us and feeling like we can't fully show up Mm. because you know, we, We imagine that we're in a spotlight all the time and that other people are seeing all those things. All our flaws are lit up, all of our weird things, all of our, you know, things that we're not proud of. Um, People are going to notice those things. We better hide them and keep them out of the spotlight. The Mm -hmm. truth is no one else is paying attention, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone else has their own weird stuff or their Mm -hmm. own stuff they're worried about or just their own lives, right? They're just going about their day. Um, And when we can turn off that idea of being in the spotlight and just walk around in the regular light of day, (laughs) we can show up as ourselves, our whole selves and invite everybody else to do the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody's, nobody's flaws are under a microscope. Nobody is paying attention to your stuff. You're not paying attention to anybody else's stuff. And when you're willing to bring your whole self um, out, even with the people around you, um, it gives everybody else permission to do that too. Mm -hmm. And, and as long as we don't do that, as long as we're hiding some things or trying to keep some things kind of out of sight or in the background, we're never going to feel completely safe with mm-hmm. our people. We're always going to feel like, well, you know what, if I, if they knew that one thing, maybe that would be the thing that would mm-hmm. turn them off mm-hmm. and they'd want to, you know, get some distance. Um, so when you stop doing that and you just say, you know what, this is who I really am. Here's all my baggage. Here's all my weird, you know, things. Um you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to wonder what would happen. You, right. You
0: know. <laughs> right. I, I tell this story. I think I've told it on the podcast before when I was in college, I struggled with exactly what you're saying about to a like crippling, crippling point where I can remember it at its worst being in my apartment and knowing I needed to go. I don't remember where I needed to go, but going from point A to point B, but I needed to get gas and I couldn't mm-hmm. make myself get gas because I was so worried about what the people at the pump next to me were going to think of me. Mm-hmm. Like getting oh, Still really like a normal yes. and you're human being. like a totally normal thing. And yeah. you're never going to see those people again. Never. ever. Never. Well, and, like, and, and what that really started for me was uh, <laughs> the realization of how selfish I was that i really thought that the spotlight was on me that much that these mm-hmm. random strangers were going to look over at me and either have good things to say and think or bad things to say and think and that was kind of the journey that that started for me was part of it was definitely like okay you got to you got to calm down you got to give yourself permission to just be who you are but then also exactly what you said are there people who are looking at you? Yes, probably. But most of the time does it really matter what they think? You know, you would hope that the people that are on more like your inner circle that are looking at you. You you care what they think because you love them and you you appreciate them and hopefully their opinions are going to come in a little more gentle and kind. You know, but <laughs> just that I love that idea of like get out of the spotlight. Like you have permission to not live and think that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and
1: I think it is a scary thing. Um, you know, it, it's true that no one else is thinking about us, like most of the time. Honestly, they're not. Um, but it's scary to say this is who I really am because people will have opinions, mm-hmm. right? Some people are gonna notice some things. The people closer to you are gonna notice more things. Um, and when you start saying, This is all of who I am, um, you know, these are my maybe these are my anxieties or these are my things I can't do well yet. These are my failures. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever it is, honestly, there are going to be some people who are going to say, Oh, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's about them, right? That's about where they are and what they need.
0: Um,
1: that's not about you, but it still, is scary, right? It is scary because your relationships are going to change, change things. Some people will fall away, but then, um, new people might be actually drawn to that right yes aren't showing up It's who you really are there's no chance of you actually getting to connect as that real person to other real people yes that is so
0: important like if you are being a pretend version of yourself in that attempt to hide the weird things or the flaws or even just even if the things aren't weird like you people hide things that are just perfectly normal about themselves. They are just insecure about it, right? And so if you're yep. hiding all of those things and not like actually being who you are and the people around you love that person, do they love you or do they love the version you're putting up? Right.
1: And, and that's it's not their fault, right? No, if they're only looking at the surface version of you. Right. Um, and, and you are When you start showing up as who you really Exactly. And when you start showing up as who you really are, they might be like, oh, this isn't the person yes. I thought I was connecting with. Yes. And that's, that's, that's not hard. their fault that there's nothing wrong with them or right. you. Right, It's just that the person you were showing up as wasn't who you really are. That wasn't yes. the real thing. Yes. Um, and so you have to You have to start building um, those relationships all over again when you start saying, nope, this is who I really am. I have to be this person. I can't show up anymore as that pretend version.
0: And I think that there's an important aspect of, like, extending grace to the other people. Like, what you just said, like, (laughs) it's not really their fault if who you really are starts to come to the surface and it's not what that person needs or, or, you know, who – what that person wants in their immediate sphere. And I think that there's a lot of grace to be given and there's a lot of, um, responsibility to be taken off. I think when that kind of thing happens, if you do make a shift and it does not, (laughs) it doesn't go well, it can Mm -hmm. be really easy to be like, what the heck is wrong with her? Like this is, she's (laughs) the worst because she doesn't like loving me. Well, and, mm-hmm. I, and I I and this, honestly, I'm learning goes for any situation, not just the specific one that we're talking about. Yeah. Just kind of like taking responsibility. Like somebody doesn't have to necessarily be at fault. It can just yeah. be. Oh, that's good. This isn't what's best for me. This isn't what's best for you. Like, let's let's have it be that. Yeah. Let's like let it be amicable. Let's I can still like love you and cheer you on from a distance. But we just don't need to be in c- close proximity. And I think that mm-hmm. that would do. Because then, like if you if it has to be somebody's fault, then it's like there's drama and there's conflict and there's confrontation and there's weird feelings. and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then if you if you are actually doing what we're talking about, then that starts to really kind of like suffocate who you are if you're having to to really like trudge through all of that. And so I, and i'm I'm totally speaking out of like real life experience right now of just learning that it doesn't have to be somebody's fault, yeah. So let's talk Enneagram for just a second. Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Enneagram Club. Y'all know how much I love the Enneagram. So if you've been looking for a place to grow using the Enneagram along with your faith, this is for you. The Christian Enneagram Club is all about using the Enneagram from a Christ-centered perspective with on-demand video lessons, monthly coaching calls, and a private community to connect with other members. It's only $27 a month. So the doors for registration will open May 1st through 3rd. Head to Christian and sign up so that you don't miss it. Christian
1: Truly, as we all are growing and, you know, becoming more of who we really are over time, it's it's logical that Mm -hmm. relationships would shift. Exactly. Um, Yes. It's kinda to be expected. And it doesn't it absolutely doesn't mean anybody is doing anything wrong or um or at fault. It just means like, oh, we're stepping into who we are meant to be now. Mm -hmm. Um and and we're stepping maybe in different directions.
0: Yeah. So I know in the book you talk about kind of having this this moment of realization. You have a newborn, your days are packed, and you mm-hmm. kind of realize you're, you've you just been filling your days, not really living them. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to necessarily talk about the realization because I want people to read your book, but <laughs> what? <laughs> that's always the fun part of podcast interviews is I want to give them enough, but we can't give the whole thing away. can't give the whole thing away. You got to buy the book. There's but so much more in there. That's so much fun. Exactly. Okay. So what what were a few of the changes that you made? So you have this realization, you're filling your yeah. days not really living them. Yeah. What changes did you make?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at that point I had a 3-year-old and a newborn. And um, before the newborn arrived, I was able to fill those days just you know start to finish packed full um and then that second baby showed up and I and my days just like went from packed to empty mm-hmm. um and I had to figure out you know was all that stuff meaningful have I lost the thread of my life here like did, yeah. I, did I fall off the map and um, I need to get back on as quick as I can um or not and for me the answer was no I was really I was filling my days because um I was afraid to to look right at my new life in new parenthood and mm. say, do, do I like this? Do I like how I'm showing up here? Uh, do I like how I've put these days together? Um, am I comfortable with it? Because it's, it's, I mean, any kind of new situation that you step into, a new job, a new town, a new house, a new school, a new parenthood, it's a little terrifying. You know, you you don't know how to do it yet. You don't know if you're doing it well or not. Mm. The ground keeps shifting under your feet and you're like, well, I don't know, um, and it's so much easier to fill up every quiet moment, so you never have to hear that little voice in the back of your head that's like, "Is this working for me?" Uh, and that's what i had been doing. So, when I realized that, um, what I had to do was make space for that quiet. I had to mm. make space for that for that voice to come up, so I could hear what it was that I was running for. Because if you just keep going all the time, you never even have space to notice what it is that you're avoiding. Right. You're mm. avoiding it so well. You have no idea what it is. It's even behind you there. Um <clears throat> so for me I had to create that space. I had to refuse to start throwing things back onto that calendar so that mm. our days um, would be full from morning till mm-hmm. night. So I'd never have a chance. So especially with, you know, little tiny kids. There are so many logistics to that. Like what goes in the diaper <sighs> bag? What have we run out of? What are the <gasps> snacks? Do we have the next snack? And then the next snack. And, you know, is everyone in their car seat? And all the things. We have sweaters and hats. Um, there's so much that it's really easy to get lost in those details and not ever ask yourself the harder questions of, mm. you know, do I like how I'm showing up here? Um, am I making choices that feel good about how we build our relationships? Um what do I actually want for this season? What do I want my kids to remember? What do mm. I want to remember from this mm-hmm. season? Am I creating that now? Um, so for me, it was really about about refusing to fill that back up again and then making space for the quiet. And um, when I had tiny kids, I didn't yet have a phone in my pocket all the time. Mm. Now, even if I say I'm keeping things off my calendar, this is going to be an empty day, I still could fill that whole day up with just the phone in my pocket right? You sit on Mm -hmm. the couch. Oh my gosh. Oh, let's see what, who's given me a little heart on Instagram so far in the last hour. You know, there's so much you could do to distract yourself constantly. Um, so now I think it's even harder for us to choose to make that space, to be Mm -hmm. able to hear ourselves, to be able to say, what is it that I want right now? What is it that I need? Um, am I okay with, with the choices that I'm making and with how I'm showing up in my day? Um, so there's just the, um, The intentional choice to create a little bit of space, whether that is, so for me, it was very dramatic at that point, right? It was like all the days, all the time for the foreseeable Mm -hmm. future are unscheduled Mm -hmm. and they are empty. Um, But there have been seasons. And sometimes that is what
0: you need to do. Like permission granted. Sometimes that's what you need to do.
1: Totally. Opt out of every single thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Um, But sometimes I haven't been in a season where I could do that, but I could say Mm -hmm. one day a week, nothing's getting added to my Mm -hmm. calendar or even um, one hour a day like this one hour Mm -hmm. there's gonna be nothing that is required of me so that um I mean, nothing's required of me other than the fact that there are, you know, a bunch of other people who live in my house who may require
0: things. Right. Um, Like rely on me for, you know, to keep living, sustenance, (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. um, little things like that.
1: But um, that I'm not, I'm not distracting myself with anything for that time just so I have some space so Mm -hmm. I can start to hear, like feel inside of myself. Am I feeling settled in my life right now? Are there Mm -hmm. places that do not feel okay? Um, What are those? And what is that trying to tell me? Yeah. Um, No, I love that also every time I pull out my phone I have to ask myself what am I doing here do I have an intention for this or am I just distracting myself am I just trying to fill some space my numbing like, out yeah exactly um so there's a big difference between like I know the reason I pulled out this phone I know exactly yep. what I'm going to do when I turn it on versus just hmm let's see what's happening you know let's scroll and scroll and scroll right.
0: yeah
1: um, and you know, one of those will make space, and one of those will, will help you to fulfill your your own goals, whatever it's you're trying to do, and the other one is going to take you further away.
0: So. Yeah. Well, and that idea of we're going to rabbit trail on intentionality with social media real quick because I think Absolutely. that that's so important. And I have in the past been like a like hugely guilty party of that of just of literally opening my phone and in my mind being like, I am doing this to numb out and ignore my children. Like, I'm, be just to be, like, painfully honest, and in the last, there. absolutely, and, and I think in the last, maybe the last year, I, God and I have made some really intentional shifts in my social media use, and I, would ha- I have to say that being intentional, getting on to, like, I have time blocks. I get on to answer DMs. I get on to, like, engage with people, and that's about it but i enjoy social media so much more now because Mm -hmm. it isn't filling up my whole day if i haven't looked at instagram in hours and i you know the time block comes up to answer dms then i'm not already drained and Mm -hmm. over it and struggling with comparison and jealousy and judgment and all of the like really gross things that social media can bring I'm coming to it filled up because, like you said, I've I've built in space. I've given myself space to be present and, and to be filled up. And then mm-hmm. I can come to it and be in a good place myself. And it's just yeah. radically changed how I view social media, how I feel about social media. For the most part, when I see people posting things negatively about social media, and I genuinely don't mean this in a judgmental way, but m- my mm-hmm. thought is usually... Like, what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah. Do you feel the way you what, do about Instagram because you're on it all day? Right. And what nothing was really there? meant to function that way. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we weren't meant to function that way with anything.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah. And, you know, it's so tricky, especially um, for those of us whose work <laughs> projects have to do with social media, right? Like, when um, – for like for you, for me, the more time that we just spend on those platforms – we really are rewarded for that right. um Absolutely. in terms of like you know you have more engagement and followers and like whatever all the things um and that are helping us to move toward the goal of we have a message to share we right. want to reach people we want to connect with people and it is a tool for all those things um so it's really easy to slip from i'm doing this in an intentional way to just like i'm just doing this all the time and it's filling in all the cracks right. in my day like every every little minute um so i think there is I think when you are like, I'm going to be intentional about this. I want to do this in a more intentional way. I think it's great to step back and ask yourself, what is it that I'm using this tool for, right? Mm-hmm. What's my actual goal here? Um, and like you said, if my goal is to connect with other people, I can schedule that. I can schedule, I'm going to yes. hop in and reply to things this time. Um, I'm going to do this thing versus the goal is just like, you know, what's out there? Right. <laughs> what
0: else could I be looking at instead of to what's in To numb right out or me? distract or escape all of those things. Like it, it's, it's, It may temporarily do those things, but it's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's a rabbit trail I will chase every single time and even remotely comes up in conversation because I think it's really important. I think that we, you know, in this digital revolution, like we, and we have to set the example, like we have to start setting the example for other people and for our kids that there is a healthy way to do this. It's not going anywhere Mm-hmm. So let's figure out how to be healthy with it. And there's so many gifts that come from it too. Like there are so many relationships and conversations. Oh my
1: gosh. You know, especially like when I had small kids, I could not finish a conversation in real life, mm-hmm. right? If you start, you have one sentence and then this person needs to go potty and this person needs a <laughs> snack and this person <laughs> fell off the playground thing and like you could not get anywhere. So for mm-hmm. me, like being able to talk in on back then it was like old school blog commenting you know so yeah. at, at two o'clock in the morning or whatever whenever i actually had um a minute with with nobody needing anything that was a lifesaver and i think yes. it still is um to be able to come back to those conversations when i have a minute versus having to carve out the time and you know the space and and all those things i think that's amazing um and we can connect to people we never would have connected with otherwise so oh i gosh, think being definitely. really intentional about what we're intending to get out of it and how we're going to get those things out of it um and what we're bringing to it what we are putting into it
0: mm-hmm. versus
1: just letting it decide for us yeah um, you know how how long we'll stay here and and what we're going to see and and all of that
0: yeah no i completely agree um so we close out Every interview with rapid fire questions.
1: Exciting.
0: Are you ready? <laughs> Surely not. Let's go. Right. Um, <laughs> do you know your enneagram type? I do. I'm a four, four with a five wing. <gasps> oh, I love that. I would not have pegged you for a four, but I'm. I can see it now. Interesting. Yes, I have been occasionally,
1: more than once, told that it is a very. This is a very fourish book. Um, ah. but, but then. Um, I've heard from other definitely not four readers um, about the different ways that they're connecting with it um, mm-hmm. as a one or as a nine or as, you know, all these different things. And it's that's so cool to me to hear like, yeah. oh, yeah, I see that. I see how the things that um, I'm working on really relate in this other way to you. And yeah, it's really, really cool. Absolutely. What
0: is your go to coffee order?
1: Oh, um, I'm a tea person. Ooh. So what I've been drinking lately is. It's called Rev Up, I believe, at Starbucks. Um, and it's not it's not the super
0: caffeinated black tea, it's a little bit less caffeinated but more than the green.
1: Nice. It's kind, of a, kind of an in between.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do love me some tea. Yeah. I do love a good Starbucks medicine ball. Mhm. Um, if you had one superpower, what would it be?
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's a tough one. This week, I've been trying to figure out how to be in two places at once, over mm-hmm. and over and over again. So I'm gonna say that would probably be
0: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. That's a good one. Somebody the other day, and I, I mean, by the time your interview comes out, people have heard it. She said hers would to be Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, okay. uh, that's the best answer ever. Like she yeah. has, and that bag, Mary Poppins, yes, bags, just keep on coming out. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I could go for that. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart and your book with us. Um, tell people where they can find, follow you, get your book, all that good stuff.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me. Okay, so you guys can find the book at permissiongrantedbook.com. That's the, the quick and easy version. Um, I'm at Wilkins.com also, and you can find links to the Instagram and the Facebook and all the things there um, on Instagram. It's awesome. Also Melissa, because there's all these things going on in my life, but there's also me. So yes, that's that's where I show up. Absolutely. Um, but the, the quick and easy, easy to spell and easy to remember version is permissiongrantedbook.com and you can get to all those things from there.
0: Perfect. And we'll link that in your show description so that people can find it easily. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much, Blake. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.
1: You kind of like this guy, but when you can't decide between the filet fish um, or the Big Mac and he says... I'll get you both. Thank you. You definitely <laughs> okay, like this it. guy meal. Get it at McDonald's when you get two of your faves for just six bucks. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price.